Today, Rinpoche almost concluded the section on training the mind in the stages of the past shared in common with beings of medium capacity, specifically the explanation of the highest higher training in ethics and the uh, four categories contained within that section. Oyo Sajiba, Susiba, the Lasaji drugging on the ring of Susiba in the Dunamaria. Okay, so when once again we're looking at Lama Tsongkhapa's great treatise on the stage of the path to enlightenment, and specifically we're looking at the section on training the mind in the stage of the path shared in common with beings of medium capacity. Um, so uh, um, when we look at that um, section, we find uh, four categories of the mental training, uh, the measure of the determination to be free, dispelling misconceptions, um, ascertaining the nature of the path leading to liberation. So this is the four categories in this medium scope section. Uh, and we're currently dealing with the category on ascertaining the nature of the path leading to liberation, number four. And in that section, there are two major headings. First, the kind of basis or life needed in order to halt cyclic existence. And then the second category is the kind of pathway uh, needed uh, in order to um, halt cyclic existence. Uh, so we've completed all of those sections um, up through um, the section um, on the um, kind of life and basis needed to halt cyclic existence. And now we're currently dealing with the end of the kind of path needed to halt cyclic existence. Um, and specifically, Lama Tsongkhapa states that he gives is going to give a brief explanation of the highest higher training in ethics, um, even though he's chosen not to describe the other two higher trainings at this point. But he's going to give a brief explanation of that highest higher training in ethics. So this particular section on that training uh, has eight categories uh, um, according to um, Jayan Sheba. And uh, those, that eighth, um, and in those eight categories, uh, we are in category number, um, the Rimache, the Natsu Jepa lesson, we're in category number eight. And category number eight has four categories. Uh, the four categories are um, understanding the antidote to the afflictions. And then the second category is the um, individual uh, afflictions, the understanding of the antidote of the individual afflictions. Um, the third category is that abandoning the afflictions is the 
preliminary root of the, the Buddhist teachings or the, the Buddhist uh, doctrine. And number four, those who abandon afflictions are a hero, are, are heroes, are conquerors. Um, so these are the four categories uh, that Jayan Sheba says um, are contained within category number eight. Okay. Okay, so of the four categories, uh, we've gone through that first category of the, the kind of general afflictions, the understanding antidote of affliction. Um, and then now we're in the second category, uh, which is deals with the individual afflictions. Um, so Rinpoche said, it's probably page 349 in English, uh, but I'll tell you specifically in one moment where we are uh, in the English. Tasusibatanwa, Okay, then so now in uh, category number two, there are six different divisions. Um, so category number two are the individual afflictions antidotes. Um, so we're going to begin with the first affliction, which is ignorance. Um, so uh, we're on page 349. It's uh, about three quarters of the way down. The way to eliminate the afflictions is as follows. Beginning with the six root afflictions, among the great mixed misdeeds, ignorance is the most tenacious and serves as the basis of all other afflictions. Therefore, as a remedy for ignorance, you should meditate a great deal on dependent arising and become knowledgeable about the progression and cessation of cyclic existence. If you have, habitu have, if you have habitually cultivated this, none of the bad views, such as the five afflicted views, will occur. Dixon. <laughs> <laughs> 
so here it says among the great misdeeds ignorance is the most tenacious so this is the reason that Lama Tsongkhapa deals with ignorance first because ignorance is the strongest is the most the most difficult to get rid of um, so this word tenacious is being used to show how difficult ignorance is to get rid of and it, and it says it serves as the basis of all other afflictions so the ignorance that we're speaking of right now is the grasping at the eye as being inherently existent inherently existent it's the um, reifying uh, view of the perishing aggregates um, or the also it's the view of the transitory collection it's called uh, that um, is the a root of cyclic existence is the basis of all of the other afflictions. It's in dependence upon uh, this ignorance that we have birth, aging, sickness, and death. All negativities arise in dependence upon this ignorance, which is a view of the transitory uh, collection, uh, grasping at the eye as being inherently existent. Um, and we find in um, Chandrakirti's Madhyamika Avatara, um, the entrance to the middle way, a quote that says that perceiving that all faults and all afflictions flow from the idea of the transitory composite and knowing that its focus is the very self, this self is what the yogi will disprove. Uh, so it shows here in the um, Madhyamika Avatara um, that all of faults and all afflictions come from the view of the transitory collection. And the view of the transitory collection is grasping at the eye as being inherently existent, uh, conceives of an inherently existent eye. Um, so uh, this is what that view is, and that's what this ignorance is referring to, and in dependence upon it, all other afflictions arise. So it's like the foundation for all negativity. Okay. Um, so, uh, when we uh, look at the 12 links of dependent origination, uh, we'll find that all of the, the links, all of the types of uh, suffering that are found, um, depend upon 
this uh, um, ignorance. Um, so the first link of the 12 links of dependent origination is uh, benighted ignorance. And it, this ignorance is referring to the reifying view of the perishing aggregates, or the view of, I'm sorry, it's called both things, uh, the view of the transitory collection. So uh, it's independence upon this view that then all of the other links arise. So this view causes the other 11, 11 links of dependent origination uh, to come forward. Um, so we, we, we say that uh, in dependence upon ignorance, we then have compositional activity, and then we then have consciousness, we then have name and form, we then have the six sources. Um, so I uh, um, just read them in a more abbreviated fashion, but I'm going to read them all. We have the six sources. We have contact, we have feeling, we have craving, we have grasping, we have potential existence, we have birth, we have a aging uh, and death. And all of these other 11 links of the 12 links of dependent origination arise in dependence upon this first link of ignorance, uh, which is the grasping um, at um, the I as being truly established. Um, uh, so it says uh, the first, the eighth, the ninth are afflictions, the second and the tenth are karma, the remaining seven are suffering. These are referring to those 12 factors um, of dependent origination, which all begin with um, uh, ignorance. Then the Chandi Dendel Lungare, Gari Lapson, Chu Dendel Yen La Juni Lung. Okay. 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 Um, so, um, then when we read further, um, it says, uh, so I'll just read the sentence before it. Among the great misdeeds, ignorance is the most tenacious and serves as the basis of all other afflictions. Therefore, as a remedy for ignorance, you should meditate a great deal on dependent arising and become knowledgeable about the progression and cessation of cyclic existence. Um, so here... The antidote for ignorance, the benighted ignorance, the first link of dependent origination, is the understanding 
of phenomena as being not truly established. So once one understands that phenomena is not truly established, this serves as an antidote or an opponent to the grasping at the eye as being inherently existent or as grasping at the eye as being truly established. Um, just like when one walks into a dark room and makes a mistake and thinks that a rope is a snake. The understanding that that rope is a rope is the only thing that gets rid of the mistaken view that believes that it's a snake. And once one knows it's a rope, you no longer believe it's a snake. You now know it's a rope. Likewise, when you misapprehend cyclic existence, you misapprehend the I, believing that the I and phenomena are inherently existent, that mistaken view creates all other afflictions and all other faults. But the antidote to that mistaken view and the only antidote to it, just like the only antidote to mistaking the rope for a snake is knowing that it's a rope, is understanding that phenomena and the I are not truly established. This understanding negates the misapprehension of phenomena because misapprehension is believing that it is truly established. Um, so this is how one rids oneself of that first link. It says, meditate a great deal on dependent arising. And then it says, and become knowledgeable about the progression and cessation of cyclic existence. This is referring to the um, two cause and effect relationships that we find in the Four Noble Truths. When we look at the Four Noble Truths, we see the first two Noble Truths are the superior truth of suffering and the superior truth of origin. These two truths show how one is bound to cyclic existence, how one is kept in cyclic existence. The next two truths, two Noble Truths, which are the truth of cessation and the truth of path, show how one is freed from cyclic existence. Um, so here it says about the progression and cessation of cyclic existence. The progression of cyclic existence is the truth of suffering and the truth of origin of suffering. So the progression is the truth of suffering. The truth of origin is what creates it. The cessation of cyclic existence is referring to the cessation of suffering, which is the third noble truth, and the cessation of cyclic existence occurs by cultivating a path, which becomes what uh, creates that um, lack of suffering. Um, so this is what is meant by um, knowledgeable about the progression and cessation of cyclic existence. And it says, if you have habitually cultivated this, none of the bad views, such as the five afflicted views, will occur. So if you've habitually uh, cultivated the understanding that phenomena is not truly established, then the view of the transitory collection will not arise. The view holding to an extreme will not arise. The conception of a, a bad view as supreme will not ar arise. Conception of bad ethics and modes of conduct as supreme will not arise. And perverse view or wrong view will not arise. So these five views are what the five afflicted views are referring to. And those will not arise if that benighted ignorance is gotten rid of. And the antidote to it is understanding that phenomena lacks true establishment, understanding or meditating a great deal on dependent arising. Uh, so this is the antidote to the first of, of the um, afflictions discussed here in the s second section called the individual afflictions um, of the eighth category.
Okay, they drew Okay, sorry. Um, so when we look at the uh, six um, afflictions that uh, are dealt with, there are five of these afflictions are called uh, viewless afflictions, and one of the afflictions is called afflictions that are a view. Um, so the uh, six of uh, afflictions that we're speaking of are attachment, uh, hatred or aversion, um, uh, pride, um, afflicted ignorance, afflicted doubt, and afflicted view. Um, so the first five, attachment, the Maripa Kabiore Rimache. You know the 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 Lauren Chemo Tambo the Timo the Kakare Timo 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 Kondoje and the Dushas Mutu Tambo Shig do Ula Song Show Yumurota. Then the Nyomon Chemaripa Ula Yerbe. Nyomuji Mariba the Woodle Tal Kalit Nyomuji Mariba. Then they got it. They did drew Gare, Remache, Kabiore, the Ducha control Nanja, Nyomonche Maripa, Sanyo Truce, Sanyo Truce, Sanyo Truce, Sanyo Nyomba Trujagre, Sibis or Tajitrus, Nature, Nature, Sibis or Tajitrus, Sibis or Tajitrus, Yosan Ducha, Kondro, Naja, Nyomoje, Maripa, Nyomoji, Tasungaje, Lesser, Tami, this, Tami, him, you think, Karasana, Lesser. Tata 
tata nala tene nga bashiju lutu drebi një mu i mbejshers. Ua ti që bëjim bëre. Listen, um, so I was just trying to clarify, um, because obviously we begin with ignorance in the Lam Rim Chemo, and then we find these six. So these are the six, Rimche is saying that this is from the Abhidharma Kosha, what they say that's uh, the six root afflictions. And the six root afflictions are um, attachment, a hatred or aversion, pride, afflicted ignorance, afflicted doubt, and then afflicted view. So these are the six um, that are found. And five of those are viewless, and one of them is view. Um, so when we look at the view, we have the view of transitory collection, view holding to an extreme, conception of a bad view is extreme, conception of bad ethics and modes of conduct is extreme, and perverse view. These five fall under that category of afflicted view. And it's from this afflicted view. Afflicted view is called view because it requires some sort of reasoning, analysis, um, incorrect analysis to arrive at that. Um, so it's considered view and it's independence upon that that other um, non-view afflictions occur. Um, so that's why the one, there are categories like that, view and view less, because the one that is view requires this thought process, incorrect thought process, where the viewless, just attachment and so forth, um, isn't um, uh, a basis for um, uh, other uh, arisals. It is, arises um, from the basis of a mistaken view. Um, so that's what's uh, meant by that. And I just want to make sure I didn't miss anything. Why am I here? Okay, we're done with that. Done with that. Ngaitsapa Kangala Mm-hmm. <coughs> Um, so number two deals with um, aversion or anger. Um, so uh, it says hostility. Hold on a second. Hostility is the shunju, the long rasun tearing. Uh, 
Chanlaguna. Hostility is the enemy who brings suffering both in this and future lives and who destroys the accumulated roots of virtue. As engaging in the Bodhisattva deed says, there is no sin like hatred. Therefore, never give hostility an opportunity and make, ever, um, and make every effort to be patient. If hostility does not arise, you will be very happy even in this lifetime. Engaging in the Bodhisattva deeds, uh, those who persistently defeat anger will be happy in this and other lives. Um, so that's a quote from the uh, Shanti Deva's um, Bodhichara Avatara. Okay. So we should, the way that we um, combat anger is by um, meditating upon or familiarizing ourselves with patience. Contradicts and in different texts about anger and about the need to meditate on patience, we find uh, that there's kind of different points made about uh, when we look at two specific texts. When we look at um, Chandrakirti's entrance to the Middle Way, um, and we look at uh, the Maidimika Avatara, and we look at Shanti Deva's Guide to the Bodhisattva's Way of Life, there seems to be a little bit of a different uh, point made about how long. Uh, I mean, how much um, uh, um, is destroyed by becoming angry um, at a bodhisattva. And uh, it, it's clarified in the commentaries, but we'll, we, the difference that's made is that um, it says that uh, in the Guide to the Bodhisattva's Way of Life, it says, um, whatever wholesome deeds such as venerating the Buddhas and a generosity that have been amassed over a thousand eons will all be destroyed in one moment of anger. Uh, so the Guide to the Bodhisattva's Way of Life um, states that, that a thousand eons um, of uh, virtue and wholesome deeds are destroyed by a moment of anger. And then in the chapter 3 of uh, Chandrakirti's um, Madhyamika Avatara, uh, we find uh, it says, Indeed, all anger felt toward a bodhisattva destroys within an instant merits that arise through discipline and giving of a hundred eons. No other evil is similar uh, to wrath or anger. Um, so here it says 100 eons, and in the Shanti Devas it says 1,000. So what's the difference? Uh, so when we look at the commentaries, it states that in Shanti Deva's text, this is referring to one who is not a bodhisattva that gets angry with a bodhisattva. Um, when one 
who is not a bodhisattva gets angry with a bodhisattva. This destroys a thousand eons of virtue. But when one is already a bodhisattva, but gets angry at a bodhisattva who is higher on the path, then this destroys 100 eons of virtue that's been amassed. So, for instance, if a bodhisattva is on the path of accumulation and gets mad at a bodhisattva who is on the path of preparation, then this anger, um, because of the power of the basis, would destroy um, 100 eons of virtue collected. Whereas someone who's not a bodhisattva that gets angry at a bodhisattva at any level destroys a thousand eons. So that's what the difference is um, in the points made in Shanti Deva's um, Bodhichara Avatara and um, Chandrakirti's uh, Madhyamika Avatara. So the anger that destroys those root virtues can be combated, is combated with our patience. Uh, meditation upon uh, patience is very beneficial. Um, and by meditating uh, upon uh, patience, it's stated that one in one's future life will have a beauty uh, and one will be able to quickly gain uh, um, his or her goals um, and then be born, if one has to again, in the higher realms with the gods and um, uh, uh, demigods and so forth, and, and the humans got in God's realms, humans and God's realms. And then we find uh, in Lama Tsongkhapa's abbreviated stages of the path, the Lamrim Dudan, uh, where it states of the um, excellent qualities and the excellent benefits uh, that we achieve through being patient. And it says, patience is the best adornment to wear for those with power and the perfect aesthetic practice for those tormented by delusions. It is the high-soaring eagle as the enemy of the snake of anger, and is the thickest armor against the weapons of abusive language. Knowing this, the wise have accustomed themselves in various ways and forms to, ar to the armor of supreme patience. I, the yogi, have practiced just that. If you would also seek liberation, please cultivate yourself in the same way. What Again, number two um, is dealing with the antidote to hostility, or it's translated as anger or aversion. Um, and it says, if, if anger or hostility does not arise, you will be very happy even in this lifetime. And then there's, again, uh, 
Shantideva states, those who persistently defeat anger will be happy in this and other lives. Okay. So now we arrive at number three, uh, the opponent to attachment. Mato uh, so now, uh, number three, the opponent or the antidote to uh, attachment. It says um, attachment, one second, I'm sorry. Attachment, that is craving, strengthens all previously accumulated virtues and non-virtues and enhances their power to create cyclic existence. For those in the desire realm, craving arises from the feelings caused by the mental process of contact. Uh, which involves sensory objects. Therefore, you should meditate a great deal on what is externally or internally unpleasant and on the faults of being attached to desirable objects and thereby overcome your craving and attachment. The Lopuninye Long Labgoe. ドラマ、ドラマ、ドラマ、ドラマ、ドラマ、ドラマ、ドラマ、ドラマ、ドラマ、ドラマ、ドラマ、ドラマ、ドラマ、ドラマ、ドラマ、ドラマ、ドラマ
ま、ね、ね、ね、ね、ね、ね、ね、ね、ね、ね、ね、ね、ね、ね、ね、ね、ね、ね、ね、ね、ね、ね、ね、ね、ね、ね、ね、ね、ね、ね、ね、ね、
attachment enhances their power to create cyclic existence. That enhances means is a co it means is a cooperating condition for um, their um, creation. So it says, for those in the desire realm, craving arises from the feelings caused by the mental process of contact. Um, so when we feel something that we like, uh, then we become attached. Uh, we become happy. When we feel something we don't like, then we become angry. We have aversion toward it. So in the form, uh, in the desire realm, rather, uh, we have this con contact occurs uh, in terms of, uh, in relation to sensory objects. Um, and then how we feel about those determines what our affliction or uh, uh, will be. So that if we feel we uh, um, find it desirable, then we become attached. We find it undesirable, then we have aversion uh, towards it. Um, so it, 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 all this process of contact involves the sensory objects that we apprehend and then uh, judge, basically, make determinations on and then uh, react to. Therefore, you should meditate a great deal on what is externally or internally unpleasant and on the faults of being attached to desirable objects and thereby overcome your craving and attachment. Here where it says um, internally unpleasant, the word that's used is the word for ugliness. Uh, when the opponent um, for attachment, as the translators know, we always say is meditation on ugliness or impurity. They're using internally unpleasant um, as opposed to impure or ugly, um, but that's what's meant here. And on the faults of being attached to desirable objects and thereby overcome your craving and attachment because meditation upon ugliness is the opponent or antidote to attachment. Uh, so the great master Basu Bandhu says, the five beings, deer, elephant, butterflies, fish, and bees, are overcome by the five desirable objects. If a desirable object can overwhelm each of them, why shouldn't all five destroy someone who constantly dwells on them? So we have um, six types of consciousness. We have eye consciousness, ear consciousness, nose consciousness, tongue consciousness, tactile consciousness, and mental consciousness. Uh, so we have all of these different types of consciousness. And then we have five um, types of um, apprehend things that are apprehended um, or um, uh, objects of apprehension of these um, different um, consciousnesses. So we have um, uh, uh, we have things, uh, tastes, we have smells, we have uh, forms, we have um, uh, um, tactile um, um, sensations, reja, zu, dra, dr, ro, reja, zu, forms, sounds, smells, tastes, and tactile sensations. So those are the five um, objects that we're... we're mm. Limbida 
Okay, so, um, so when we look at the uh, four interwoven commentaries, uh, we find in Basu Chuji Jetson's and Ngawa Rapche's uh, commentary points made about these five beings. Um, so, just as a translator's note, there's five, there's four authors in the four interwoven commentaries. So, Ngawa Rapche and um, um, uh, Basu Chiji Jetson are two of the four also when we in Giant Sheba is also um, so those are the three most prevalent then the Rimche the Jipa Surabe Giant Sheba Basu Chiji Jetson Lauren Rapje Dang Jipa Gare Su Jipa Su the Delpa the the Chiken Jire Giant Sheba Basu Chiji Jetson Lauren Rapje Dang Jipa Surabe Okay, so the five beings, uh, um, so the commentary says uh, the deer are attached to music. Um, so sometimes hunters would play this flute or a noise uh, that would attract deer. Um, so um, maybe even like a call, like a, 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 a flute that would attract a deer. And then the deer would become mesmerized by this, and then they would easily be able to be killed um, by the hunter. Um, so the deer becomes attached to this sound and then is killed. Um, so elephants are attached to tactile sensation. They become very itchy and itch and itch, and they try to everything they can to itch themselves, and they can harm themselves by trying to itch um, because of this tactile sensation that they have. Um, butterflies... Um, are attached 
to light and like butter lamps. So they would fly towards a butter lamp and they, they would die because of being attracted to the light and fly into the fire. Um, fish are attracted to um, the, the food and shiny objects. So therefore a fisherman can very easily hook them um, and take them out of the water. And then bees, it says, just says they're attracted to smell. It doesn't say anything else, but it says they're very, in the commentary, it says, are very attached and attracted to things that smell. Um, and then this becomes uh, problematic. So this is what the <clears throat> commentaries say um, about these five types of beings and why these examples are used uh, and relate to how we become attached to things and it creates cyclic existence and so forth. Um, we'll take a short break. Uh, we'll be right back and have snacks. Oh, yeah. yeah. I just, my boss, I'm, I, I know, I know she wants to start. I just, he keeps saying start, start, start. I just, I got to text my boss. Okay. Dig song, go ahead. I can do both. I can, yeah. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so now uh, uh, we get uh, to the next number four, which deals with the eight worldly dharmas. Uh, so overcoming the eight worldly dharmas. Moreover, the four cravings for gain, fame, praise, and pleasure, and the dislike for their four opposites are quick to occur and difficult to get rid of. Strive to remedy this and stop these eight worldly concerns by meditating on the faults of cyclic existence in general and by cultivating the mindfulness of death in particular. Um, so the eight worldly dharmas are very difficult uh, to get rid of, and it says they're quick to occur. 
Um, so they arise very, very easily. Um, and even though they're easy um, to have, they're very difficult to not have, to not uh, to get rid of. Um, so Jayan Sheba states um, that the eight worldly dharmas or eight worldly concerns are as follows. Um, uh, getting a gift or not getting a gift, um, having fame, not having fame, um, being praised, not being praised, uh, and uh, being happy or not being happy. Um, so these are the eight worldly dharmas. Um, uh, so it's the concern about, uh, about those, those things and their opposites. So the concern about getting something or being concerned about not getting something, being concerned about uh, um, uh, fame or not being famous. So uh, um, all of these things fall, uh, being concerned about being famous or being sad that one's not famous, being concerned, um, um, craving praise and, and uh, being um, upset about not being praised, uh, craving happiness and being upset about not being happy. So. Uh, these are what uh, the um, eight worldly concerns refer to according to Jayan Sheba. Um, getting something, craving getting something, being upset about not getting something, craving fame, being upset about not being famous, craving praise, being upset about not being praised, craving pleasure, being upset about not having pleasure or happiness. So these are the eight. And, uh, oh, Detsuko, and it says, uh, we meditate on the faults of cyclic existence in general and then cultivate mindfulness of death in particular. So the specifics about death and impermanence. Lots <laughs> Lessa. <laughs> Shesumbataros, Ne, <laughs> <laughs> 
Okay, so now we uh, move on to pride, um, number five. Eliminate pride as it is the chief obstacle to the development of the path in this lifetime and causes future rebirth as a servant and so forth. The way to do this is stated in uh, Nagarjuna's friendly letter. If you reflect again and again, just as I have not transcended illness, aging, death, and loss of the pleasant, so my karma and its results are my own doing. You will overcome arrogance because you will be applying its remedy. Once you have achieved certainty about the truth, the three jewels, and karma and its effects, the affliction of doubt uh, will not arise. Um, so, uh, here... Uh, it's saying that um, pride causes a huge obstacle and makes it impossible for us to cultivate the paths in this lifetime. So the paths are referring to the path of accumulation, the path of preparation, the path of seeing, the path of meditation, the path of no more learning. Uh, so that's what here uh, is being referred to as paths. Um, so in order to achieve any results, it's necessary to engage in the pathways. Um, so um, if, if it, pride is the chief obstacle to the development of the path, then it needs to be um, gotten rid of. And then it says, and causes future rebirth as a servant and so forth. Uh, and it says the way to do this is stated in the friendly letter. So this Nagarjuna's letter shows us how to abandon pride, what to think about in order to get rid of it. It says, if you reflect again and again, just as I have not transcended illness, aging, death, and the loss of the pleasant, so my karma and its results are my own doing. You will 
overcome arrogance because you will be applying its remedy. So arrogance is this idea that um, uh, what I, my, myself, uh, um, and w basically like my uh, physical and mental parts, like my, my, um, my body is very attractive and my mind is very good and therefore I know I am attached and, uh, to myself in this way because I feel that um, my, my, my body, rich, I'm rich. Rimshi is saying uh, also, um, for instance, I'm rich. I have a beautiful body. I have a great mind. Um, this is what arrogance is referring to. And when we reflect again and again on the fact that we haven't transcended um, as great as we are, we haven't been able to transcend illness. We haven't been able to transcend aging. We haven't been able to transcend death. We haven't been able to stop losing what we like. We haven't been able to stop losing the pleasant. So therefore, all of the things that happen to us are a result of our doing because they are because of our actions that we are in the, ex the um, experience that we are. So th that fact allows us to s get rid of that arrogance that sees ourselves as um, um, uh, being, uh, having um, exaggerated qualities. Um, it's not saying that we should see ourselves as bad. It's saying that we are exaggerating and being attached to these qualities and feeling superior because of these qualities. Um, and when we realize that these negativities still occur because of our own doing, this lessens that arrogance um, and lessens then the, the pride. Rinpoche said that pride is a little bit is different than arrogance. Uh, those are two <coughs> different words that are, are being used. Um, and one can ha um, be prideful and arrogant. Um, so arrogance, uh, when, when one starts to remedy this, then one's pride is also lessened. Um, when one, uh, what, what one is arrogant about is lessened, then one's pride is lessened. Dixon, number six. Number so when we now we arrive at number six, and this uh, deals with the secondary afflictions. So uh, when we look at the afflictions and we divide them. Uh, we divide them into, um, oh, I know where this is. We divide them into categories of root afflictions um, and secondary afflictions. Um, so the six root afflictions um, are attachment, hatred, pride, afflicted ignorance, afflicted doubt, and afflicted view. Um, so those are the um, six, root, uh, um, the six root um, afflictions, and then the 20 secondary afflictions are 
belligerence, resentment, concealment, spite, jealousy, miserliness, deceit, dissimulation, haughtiness, harmfulness, non-shame, non-embarrassment, lethargy, excitement, non-faith, laziness, non-conscientiousness, forgetfulness, non-introspection, and distraction. Uh, so these are, excuse me, the 20 secondary afflictions. So we find this, uh, Rinpoche was saying, in the mind uh, and reasoning section, um, the low rig teachings. Uh, we defined all of these different divisions. Um, so the six root afflictions and then the 20 secondary afflictions. Um, so uh, here, uh, going back to the Lamrim Chemo, we're speaking of the secondary afflictions. Okay. Jean, Oh, man. <laughs> Sumure. Secondary, I saw these. Um, so when we, um, okay, so when we look at sleep contrition, is this it, please? Uh, when we look at um, uh, these um, secondary afflictions, the Kanga Semjong? These are all um, mental factors. Um, so when we look at sleep, uh, sleep is defined as a powerless, powerless withdrawal inside of the engagement by sense consciousness and objects. Um, so it's a powerless withdrawal inside of the engagement by sense consciousness and objects. Um, so that's the, the definition of sleep. Um, and uh, it, it's... <laughs> So when we um, look at the low rig teachings, we find uh, that there are definitions of um, all of these things. There's definitions of the mind, uh, there's definitions of mental factors. So the, uh, just give me one minute. Um, so Rinpoche said in the future, uh, we can go over um, and pull all of these exact definitions um, out of uh, what, you know, the definition exactly of a mind, the definition um, of a mental uh, factor. Um, I can find it in two seconds, but he said, let's just, uh, we'll find it um, in, in the future. Okay, 
Thinking of other. And he said that we'll find them. Um, so the, there, he's giving the definitions of all of these different um, uh, sleep, lethargy, excitement, laziness, and so forth. Um, so I just don't want to miss any commentary looking for um, some of these things. So um, we'll just uh, table uh, um, anything that can't ju- I can't just translate qu- quickly until um, I can just get the exact definitions. Um, so... Okay, so the next, uh, which is lethargy, uh, is referring to uh, when there is a darkness um, of, of mind, a heaviness and unserviceability uh, of the mind in terms of you know, trying to um, think about, for instance, uh, uh, emptiness um, and not being able to really clearly uh, do so. There's an inserviceability uh, that's there in terms of what we're trying to use as our object of observation. Um, uh, and then uh, excitement uh, is the scattering of the mind, uh, um, meaning that uh, if one is... Um, thinking about something other than what one is trying to think about. So that's excitement. When you're trying to focus on something and you're thinking about something other than what you're trying to focus on, then this is excitement. So it's a a scattering of the mind um, is what excitement is. These might actually be the exact definitions, but I don't want to say for sure that they are. Um, So it's a scattering of the mind. Then a lelo. ダレルセレドワテカソグレアネシシジビレルマルベレレタタナガチゴンタナガヨマジマチチュグルサマシシシジレロデデセニガレチェニレロシシジセレジサニオイナワトニジジレタデレデデゲワモガワ Okay. So the next is um, uh, 
um, laziness. And laziness is saying that I'll do uh, this later. I'll do the meditation later. I'll engage in virtue later. I, they found this a non-delight in virtue due to attachment to lying down and so forth. Um, so uh, that's what it says uh, in the text here. Rinpoche is saying that um, one's attached to just putting things off and saying, I'd rather, I'll do that later. Um, so um, it almost sounds similar to what we put procrastination, um, the way Rinpoche is explaining it. Okay. <laughs> Okay, so the next is um, uh, carelessness. Um, and carelessness um, is the opposite of mindfulness. So if one is being mindful, one is saying, uh, what am I doing? How is my behavior? Am I engaging in uh, the ten bar- virtues? Am I abandoning the ten non-virtues? Uh, if one is not paying attention uh, to that, uh, then this becomes uh, carelessness. Um, um, so it's like a loosening. It says here, lo- um, I'm just going to read these because they're usually the, the, the same ones. He uses the same root text as Drepung for all this stuff. Um, so it's a, it says, A loosening of the mind, not keeping it from afflictions and faults, resulting in non-cultivation of virtuous uh, phenomena. So it's not being conscientious. It's not being mindful. It's the opposite of that. Okay, Digsung Rinpoche. <laughs> Nantanijina um, so then we get shamelessness and lack of embarrassment. Shamelessness is referring to um, ourselves. So if we have shame, uh, if we are uh, have been acting in a way that's um, um, uh, contradictory to the Dharma uh, and we feel bad about that because we um, know we aren't doing what we're supposed to be doing um, then this is a sense of shame but if we don't have that um, in regards to what we should be doing and don't care then this is shameless and the difference between shamelessness and, and lack of embarrassment is embarrassment is referring to what you think others will think of you so um, if you think um, others will um, think badly of you because you're engaging in non-virtue or society won't agree with the things that you're doing, then this is embarrassment. But if you don't care what others think, then this is lack of embarrassment. So the difference between shame and embarrassment, shame is referring to how one feels about oneself and what one's doing, and the embarrassment is how one feels about what others thinks about what one is doing. Um, then then. Mm-hmm. Then, 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 then
so then we have uh, forgetfulness um, and the lack of vigilance. Um, forgetfulness is uh, literally what it says. We could forget our keys. Uh, we could forget where we put something. We forget our book, uh, forget to look at our book. Um, so these all fall under the category of forgetfulness um, and lack of vigilance. Um, if one has vigilance, then they study very hard. They um, go for their studies and, and, go, um, and, and looking at the text in a very um, strong way. But when one isn't doing that, when one isn't um, um, really, it sounds like it's almost inspired in a little, in, in the word that we're, we're looking at here, inside the vigilance. Um, it's it's you know, going forth and, and working hard because of this inspiration. When that isn't there, that's the lack of vigilance. So Rinpoche said in the low rig, uh, we can find um, all of these uh, different, yeah, right here, all of these different um, uh, um, in the future, we'll look right at the text that it's in. Yeah, they're all right here. <laughs> Nursing 
Um, so then it says, um, are quick to occur, so we're talking about sleep, lethargy, excitement, laziness, carelessness, shamelessness, lack of embarrassment, forgetfulness, and lack of vigilance, are quick to occur and hinder your cultivation of the virtuous group of phenomena. You should understand their faults and get used to reducing their strength through an immediate application of their remedies. With respect to their faults, the friendly letter says, so here again, um, we're uh, Lama Tsongkhapa is choosing to quote uh, Nagarjuna's friendly letter, or letter to a friend, to show where this information came from. It says, excitement and regret, malice, lethargy, and sleep, longing for the desirable and doubt. Understand that these five obscurations are robbers who steal the riches of virtue. Um, so here uh, we see these secondary uh, afflictions that um, Lama Tsongkhapa states uh, will it says, are quick to occur and hinder your cultivation of virtuous, of the virtuous group of phenomena. And here it says, are robbers who steal the riches of virtue. So Lama Tsongkhapa shows how this quote supports the points that he has um, made, even though uh, there's very little information in Nagarjuna's um, text. It's implicitly meant. Dikson. <laughs> ハビサンバコアレ。ハビサンバコアレ。ドレアンド。で、ド。カジニタン、カジ、ムカジ、チョウカジ、ニタン、モバタン、ガンジョ、ニルガブジ、モバルガブ、ガブヨバイナ。ア
Kuzundul dada chicken, dada chicken, what the abogore, long chiba pengesunt. So anybody in here who's a doctor would know or knows of this phlegm, wind and bile? You know? No chiba pengesunt, members will not do. In a the pume. Pume and logger. The Natsu yomare. The Arila member, the で、その、よまれ。ロングなさった、ペケンなさった、チバなさよじろだった。いいね、デッツカカレ。で、ナッサソン、で、カンガイデンよまれ、ケテツェニ、ツェンリパ、ケイレンよまれ。で、ソン、
Lesser. Well, how can I do it? Lesser. 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 Lesser.
Okay. Um, so, uh, let me just, uh, we go back uh, up here. Rinpoche reread this. Phlegm, wind, and bile occur to a great extent in the bodies of those who take pleasure in sleep and lethargy. Their constituents are in disorder. For those who take pleasure in lethargy and sleep, their stomachs are unclean because of poor food. Their bodies are heavy and their complexions unhealthy. Even their words are unclear. So Rinpoche just quickly went through this, that their stomachs are very dirty uh, and bloated and that their bodies are feel very heavy and they, they don't, uh, they lack a beautiful appearance. Um, they don't have a, um, like a, a beautiful uh, um, appearance. Those who take pleasure in lethargy and sleep are confused uh, and their aspirations uh, toward religion fade. Those children lose all their good qualities, their virtues degenerate and they fall into darkness. So here um, it says um, those, these children here, children are referring to ordinary beings, um, those who are not superiors. So children refer to those non-superiors. And, and in the Tibetan, when we look at it, it says, means the same thing, but it says their virtues degenerate, they fall into darkness. The words in the Tibetan are more poetic. It says they fall from their white and move to darkness. Um, so falling from their white means the white virtues have degenerated. Um, but that's not, it doesn't say their virtues degenerate in the Tibetan. It says they've fallen from their white and they fall into darkness. Um, so just as an aside, it means the same thing as we've learned before, but um, the translator has chosen to translate the meaning instead of the, the words. Um, the mindfulness of the excellent teaching says, the one foundation of all the afflictions is laziness. Those who have it, those who have a single moment of laziness, will have no practice at all. So all of the afflictions come about from being lazy. The collection of indicative verses says, Those involved in carelessness are childish people who ruin their minds. As master traders guard their, their wealth, so should you, the wise take care. And then uh, we have from the Jatakamala, um, the, the garland of birth stories. O prince of the deities, rather than cast aside your shame and act at odds with the teaching in your mind, you would do better to take up an earthen vessel, put on poor clothing, and be seen arriving at the home of an enemy. And Rinpoche was saying there's a story um, in uh, history that's told where um, there was a teacher who would uh, tell um, his students that he didn't want to have to go out and beg and that they would, could go steal for him um, and then bring back um, nicer things because he didn't want to beg for um, um, used things and things that were old and have to go out and, and um, humiliate himself. So he asked them to steal nicer things for him. Um, and that story is told um, by the Buddha and it relates to this, O Prince of Deities, rather than cast aside your shame and act at odds with the teaching in your mind, you would do better to take up an earthen vessel, put on poor clothing, uh, and be seen arriving at the home of an enemy. So it's saying, uh, rather than doing what you're doing by having them go steal nice things for you, you'd be better off wearing dirty things and show up at your enemy's house because of what is being created by this action. Um, if I left anything out of that story, I apologize. Rimache, Natsu Karma Sumire. Okay, so we're going to end there. Um, 
and Rimache didn't read the friendly letter, so we'll end there, and we'll do the concluding mandala offering and dedication prayer. So I guess we couldn't finish today again, so we'll finish in the future. But next class we will finish this section. The fundamental ground is scented with incense and strewn with flowers, adorned with Mount Meru, the four continents, the sun and the moon. I imagine this as a Buddha land and offer it. May all sentient beings enjoy this pure realm. I dedicate whatever virtues I have collected for the benefit of the teachings and of all sentient beings, and in particular for the essential teachings of Venerable Lozandrapa to shine forever. Send forth this jeweled mandala to you, precious Guru. I dedicate all this virtue to emulate the knowledge of the hero Manjushri and likewise Samantabhadra as well. Whatever dedication is praised as supreme by all the conquerors who traverse the three times, I also dedicate all my roots of virtue for the sake of auspicious deeds. In that pure land surrounded by snowy mountains, you are the source of all benefit and happiness. All powerful Avogateshvara, Tenzin Yatso, may you stay until samsara's end. I pray for the long life of the precious Kensar Wandak upholder of scriptural and realizational doctrines, spiritual friend who trained extensively in the five great philosophical texts, exceptional wisdom and perseverance. Tuji Ramchi Gutsi Shapi Denrona. Tuji. Sulam Ramchi Mokamachi Ramchi.